what does it look like for you right now to find safety and to feel the best you can at this moment? That might be going to your trailer and stripping down to your skibbies <laughs> and taking a nap, giving yourself a break. And I'm serious. Like sometimes that's just what you need. Take the time to create that space that you need. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband-in-Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband-in-Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. Hello. Hello. Hi, Matt. Hi. Hello. We're doing something we've never done before. Ever. Ever. In our entire lives, ever. What are we doing, Matt? We're recording a podcast in our car. Yeah, we are in our car in Springville, Utah, recording this podcast. If you're in Springville right now, come see us. (laughs) We're in our car, parked on 200 West. Except that we'll be gone by the time you're listening to this. Oh, yeah, I forgot that part. Yeah, you did. I just put on sunglasses, too. It's kind of bright in here. (laughs) The kids are all in the Airbnb with cousins, and it's really loud. So we decided that this was a better option, just to sit in the car and record the podcast. Yeah. So here we go. Matt, what you been up to? Uh, Just, you know, climatizing the car. Yeah, it's pretty exciting stuff, babe. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I've been up to in this very moment. Why are you so tired, Matt? Ooh, I just went to a epic day live event in, they call it Ryrie, Idaho, but it was more like in between Ryrie and Kelly's Canyon mm. at Mountain River Ranch. Yeah. With Barton Sunny Miller. How was it? It was awesome. Why are you so tired, though? Because it was a lot of mental work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Coming out of work stuff like that is always a lot of mental work. Mental work is probably the most exhausting work. Yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting because people, when they're going through something hard, which most of us are, we're always like, why am I so tired? Physically, I haven't been doing anything. But ultimately, that mental load affects our physical body. Yeah. I don't know what the stat is, but uh, when you're in like a mental and emotional state of trying to figure some things out, how many calories your brain burns of going through that. Is there actual science actual that shows science that? science that shows how many calories your brain is burning by trying to figure out some things. That's super interesting. Yeah. Now I want to look into that. Yeah. <laughs> I've never thought about it as actually burning calories. It takes energy. It does take energy. It takes a ton of energy. And so that's why when you're going through something hard, it's important to give yourself lots of rest. Rest, water. Take care breathing. of yourself. Breathing, yes. Like there was all sorts of breathing techniques that we're doing. Did I tell you that I broke an arrow on my throat? No. What are you talking about? Okay, so <laughs> so there was this activity where we wrote our limiting beliefs on an actual arrow, like a bow and arrow. Okay. Like we wrote our limiting beliefs and then we also wrote what will the motivational phrase or the motivation that will help us break that limiting belief on this arrow. Mm. And then we got in groups of 10 and we took this arrow and there was a facilitator there with a leather glove 
So they took the end that goes into the string part of the bow. Yeah. And they put their leather glove up on the part of the arrow that goes into the string. And then we took the pointy part of the arrow and stuck it right in the softest part of our throat. You know, right here. The pointy part? The pointy part. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then what do you think we did? I have no idea. We broke the arrow. It only takes six pounds of pressure to collapse the trachea right here. Yeah. So we stand in front of the facilitator and they say, okay, they go through this whole thing. You state your limiting belief. Then you state what you're going to do to combat the limiting belief. And then you took one giant step forward with it lodged right here in your throat. And the arrow just breaks to pieces. Yeah. That's crazy. It was intense. That was, is crazy. There were some people at the event that like snuck out the back and like didn't do it. Because they were freaked out? Yeah. I, it freaked me out. Yeah, it's freaky. But the only thing that is hindering you from conquering what your limiting belief is, is fear. Yeah. Fear of the unknown. Hmm. We didn't know what was going to happen. Like, yeah, it was pretty crazy. It was cool. How'd you feel after? Empowered. Did you? Yeah. Especially yeah. with... You know, 10 people around you, like, cheering you on, like, <laughs> coming in and, like, just boosting you up after you, like, conquered it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you want to share what your limiting belief was? I can if you want me to. Yeah, I want to hear it. Uh, my limiting belief was feeling as though I'm not good enough, mm. which I thought was really interesting because, like, in the corner of the room, there was, like, 10 other males. Yeah. In my corner, like, we all had that same limiting belief of... We feel as though we're not good enough. Interesting. Yeah. This makes me teary. Yeah. And then the thing that I wrote that I'm going to overcome that limiting belief is accepting who I am right now. I love that. Yeah. So. Because you know you're pretty freaking awesome. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But see, that's the thing. Like people can tell you that type of thing all day 100%. long. 100%. But it's what you're telling yourself that actually really matters not only what you're telling yourself but showing that like doing taking that big step forward to just smash that arrow to pieces yeah like and that was the hardest part is like so i was the second person in our group to go okay and i watched the first person go i'm like okay like this actually works the physics actually works it's weird but putting that pointy part in the softest part of your throat like, you'd think it'd just, like, go through your skin. And like, yeah. No. But here's the thing, is that we were encouraged to take a giant step, like, just go for it. Because if you didn't, you became what was called the part of the Red Dot Club. When it left a mark? It would leave a very, like, if you didn't, like, fully embrace, like, just taking that step forward as quickly as and hard as possible. Yeah. Like, it would leave this big red mark like for hours it's crazy so yeah anyway can i ask you more about your limiting belief yeah sure <laughs> this isn't what we we're going to talk about but now i want to know more okay <laughs> is that just pertaining to work that you feel you weren't good enough like is this so this was yes pertaining to the stage that i am at with work and progressing as an entrepreneur. Okay. Yes. Do you think there's other areas of your life you feel you're not good enough? Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. 
So have you started like creating stories around those to help you realize you are good enough? Um, that's what I'm working on now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Creating that proof. Yeah. Creating that proof. Like one of the ways that we can get over our limiting beliefs is either we have to show ourselves that we've done it before or remind ourselves that we've done it before. Or sometimes it's okay to look at somebody and say, hey, they've done it. Mm -hmm. Like, look at them. Yeah. Like, I can do that exact same thing, too. Yeah. And you fall or you use the support of that telling yourself, like, if they can do it, so can I. Yeah. And that's okay. And I think also it's really important to find ways that you are good enough. Because yeah. like we still will come around and say, well, but I'm not them or I'm whatever. Yeah. Look, I, I want to give credit to like this exercise. So a guy named Chris Crone came to this event. Uh, he flew his jet and I think he flew his jet into Idaho Falls. And then <laughs> he literally like parked his jet there, had 10 people of his team get off and they drove another 45 minutes to this yeah. um, ranch. And, like, props to him for, like, motivating and having this exercise because it shows people, like, look, you can break through your limiting beliefs. Yeah. So. And creating that proof in yourself. Right. And, yes, we need other people ahead of us to show us, oh, I can do this. I can get there. Yeah. That's cool. It was cool. That was only one little aspect of the, uh, (laughs) I went Wednesday night. I made it there right at eight o'clock to start in the first event, which was pickleball from <laughs> eight to 11, which three hours of pickleball is intense. It's a lot. <laughs> and then the next morning, we started at 730. Man. <laughs> the next morning, I didn't get to bed until like 1230. And then it was just go, go, go the rest of the time. Yeah. But it was good stuff. So it was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then I met you in Pocatello on Sunday morning. Yeah. Sunday afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, it's funny because I just said something to Heather and Jed last night because they were, Matt took a nap when we got to my brother's house. Your last brother night. and sister-in-law. Yeah, my brother and sister-in-law. When we were sitting, eating dinner, Matt was asleep downstairs on the couch. And they're like, why is Matt so tired? I said, well, he's been at this event and it's a lot. And Matt's also an introvert. And he loves people, like loves people, but also it's a lot of energy to be on for that long. And especially, I mean, I think it is for anybody, especially when you're an introvert. And so, but my sister-in-law was like, Matt's an introvert? He is? I'm like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I consider myself more of an introvert now than I used to. Well, yeah. I think I'm a mix of both, but. I think so too. Yeah. But so it's a lot I am, of energy. I'm super glad that I took my own camper trailer. She so could split for the night. I could just go. I mean, even on like bathroom breaks, I would like, it, it was like go three minutes away. I would, I'd walk, it was like a hundred yards away. I would walk over to there and go on my camper, lock myself in the camper for a little bit. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I remember there was one time I just, I, I was like so like exhausted. I like, stripped down to my to my skibbies and like laid in the bed for like 10 minutes i just was like (laughs) i'm gonna take off all my clothes i'm just gonna lay in the bed for 10 minutes and that's gonna feel good so i did (laughs) i just did what felt good 
This is actually a really big deal and something I think we need to talk about for a hot minute. What? It's just the idea of embracing those moments of rest that we can. Oh, yeah. And trusting yourself of like, (laughs) what is going to be the most relaxing thing I can take in this moment? I'm doing it. And just stripping down. I had my own toilet. It didn't matter if I, (laughs) you know, if if I was super loud in the toilet, it didn't matter. Like I had my own, my own source of water, your um, own AC, I had my own AC, my own heater. <laughs> yeah, it was, that was actually a smart move. And it like made me think like I could travel around the United States and just live out of my RV, like stopping and going to events That's or fun. going to tournaments or visiting a business here and there and just <laughs> sleeping in their parking lot for a night. <laughs> Just having your own space is important. It is. And I think that, you know, we often think, oh, well, somebody's going to judge me or they're going to think I don't like them because I'm not staying in the cabins or whatever. Instead of taking what we need and creating, you know, like you created that space for yourself because what you need. And some other person might need to be in the cabin with other people and have that energy. Right. You need a break from that energy. Yes. And so I think it's important to just remember that it doesn't matter which one you do. Make it about you. Like you get to decide. Do what works for you. Because then you get to show up better for everybody else the next day. Yeah. Like by taking those breaks, you could have more energy when you went back. To it the did hurt me one evening because I needed a break. I went back to my camper. I stayed there probably for a half hour too long. And all of the steak was gone when I got back. <laughs> <laughs> that's And that's okay. I had some food in my camper. I went back and ate. I cooked up uh, some mac and cheese. As long as you got something in your belly, that's all that matters. It was good. (laughs) Well, good. Yummy. Good for y'all. Okay. Should we dive into what we're actually going to talk about? Or should we? Yeah, we we can uh... do that. Okay. Matt and I were on a walk a couple days ago, and I was talking about the fact that I hear from. It was just yesterday. It was two days ago. Was it? Yeah. Oh, man. We've done a lot of walking, though, in the last few days. (laughs) But we were talking about the fact that I hear from a lot of women in coaching and they say it's not fair this isn't fair and it's not like i want to preface this conversation by saying a hundred percent this is not a fair situation or you brought up you brought up to me a situation that was brought up to you and i said ah that's just not fair to anybody in that situation exactly right yeah and it was like it was like makes me sad i'm like ah that's just not fair for anybody yeah And it's hard and it's just reality. You know, life isn't fair and we hear that and whatever. But sometimes it's really hard to get out of that mindset. (laughs) Life will never be fair. It will never, ever be fair. Like the things we go through are not fair. And, you know, I look at other people and it breaks my heart that they don't have what I have. So why do we keep saying that? (laughs) Because we want to be justified. We want there to be justice. I don't think that we But it will never fair. be fair. I know, but we want the justice of the other thing. We want the other person. So typically I'm dealing with women who have gone through some sort of a trail or their partners come out. And they just sometimes they want the other person, if it's betrayal, to like pay for what they've done. Like they've been hurt, they want the other person to be hurt. And yeah. that goes back to the idea of Because that makes it fair. Yeah. Yeah, we think that makes it fair, but really that just is worse for everybody. It just makes things horrible for everybody. Hurts more people. So in this conversation, Matt and I are discussing, okay, we want things to be fair, but what is it that we really want at the base of that? Yeah. And what did you say, Matt? And the answer that I could come up with in that like moment 
And I've thought a lot about it in the last two days, I guess it's been. Yeah. And this rings true for me is that you want safety and health. Yes. Like you want, you want to feel safe and you want to feel healthy. Like not, not only healthy, like with your body, but healthy emotionally, healthy, like mentally, but you also want to feel safe in all of the, those aspects, physically, mentally, emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're in the midst of betrayal, you feel neither of those things. Yeah. You don't feel healthy because emotionally you are so strung out and we're usually not taking care of our physical bodies the way we'd like to. And you feel like life you, is unfair. Yes. And you feel completely unsafe. You don't feel safe. This person who you were connected to and who's supposed to be your person and you're supposed to be able to trust in anything has now done something that really hurts you and has blown like all of your trust. You do not trust them. And so it doesn't feel safe and yeah. it feels hard and heavy. Like I think back to like when I was going through separation and divorce and child custody and all of that. Like if you're going through that right now and you're in this, well, this is what is fair or this is unfair. Change the story in your head. Change that verbiage to is this safe and is this healthy? Yeah. I want safe and healthy. Mm -hmm. And sometimes like the relationship that you have with the person you're divorcing or going through the betrayal with, like they are no longer a safe place for you. Right. But they might still be a safe place for your kids. And that's really something. More than likely they are. More than likely they are. And to really remember is just like you are wanting safety and health and to feel good at this moment. Your kids want that too. And for them, that's with both parents, not right. in the same. They don't need to be in the same setting with both of you. They don't need you to like force something that's not real. They need both parents in a co-parenting situation. I just finished up a certification to be a divorce slash co-parenting coach, which was really awesome. I loved it. And this is one of the things that they really talked about and that I really coach women on in my groups already is that. We need to focus on, listen, this is the end goal I want for my kids. How do I get there now? Like, what are the things I need to do now to be able to get them there? And often it's providing time with both parents. Like, we want our kids to be healthy and happy and confident. And safe. And safe. They need both of those parents. Unless yeah. it's not a safe place. But more often than not, it's a safe place. Yeah. We don't feel that safety. And so we think our kids aren't safe in that situation, but we have to learn to separate that so that our kids can have that. You have, have that. to learn that. It's so hard. It's so important. Yeah. So the next time you are thinking, this is so unfair, I want you to remember that, yes, it isn't fair, but also it's never going to be fair. What does it look like for you right now to find safety and to feel the best you can at this moment. That might be going to your trailer and stripping down to your skibbies <laughs> and taking a nap, <laughs> like, giving yourself a break. And I'm serious. Like sometimes that's just what you need. Take the time to create that space that you need. It might be ordering in your favorite food. It might be reaching out to a friend. Chili's chips and salsa. Chili's chips and salsa. That's a go-to for me. I love picking up Chili's chips and salsa. Or it might be going for a walk or doing something physical. Like it, it could be anything that resonates to you, but be willing to listen to that and take action to make that happen. There's always a way to make those things happen. So take the space to find safety and health. 
Yeah. Find that safe place and find that healthy place. Yeah. I thought that was a really interesting insight when you said that because I hear it so often. This isn't yeah. fair. And I'm like, well, no shit. It's not fair. Like <laughs> I and again, you it's not to, going to be fair. It's not going to be fair. And you Ever. get to feel that you get to feel the unfairness. But it can feel safe and it can feel healthy. Yes. And that's where we ultimately want to get you is to move to those feelings of safety that you can have those again. You can yeah. feel safe. You can be healthy again. You can have that emotional and physical health. So, okay. Yeah. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for sharing your uh, beliefs you're carrying. Yeah. I feel honored that you shared that. Yeah. Not only with me, but also all of our listeners now. Yeah. And here's the thing is knowing we're not alone in that. And that's an right. opportunity you got by sharing your false belief is that you realized, oh my gosh, all of these other successful yeah, entrepreneurs that I'm here with feel the same. Yeah, there was entrepreneurs in there from, they'd been doing like, most of them had been doing six figures like a year. And it was from like six figures a year to like, you know, half a billion Yeah, in revenue in a year. And it's just like, yeah. It's not about the money. That's no, not when we feel like we're enough. It's but inside of us. we all felt, it, within that range, we all felt like we, we, at some point we weren't, we're still feeling like we're not good enough. Yeah. And what a gift to know you're not alone in that. Okay, I can be successful. I am successful. And I'm still feeling this. It doesn't mean I have to feel it, but it's there. Right. Well, thanks for sharing. And we hope you guys have a great week. See ya. All right, my friend, real quick before you go, I have something for you. If you are in the thick of feeling like this is so unfair, I am so sick of being in this spot where everything feels unfair. I want to feel safe and I want to feel healthy again. I want my energy back. I want to feel all these things. I have one spot left in this coaching program that I just decided to open up and I would love to have you join us. If you are interested in that, if you are ready to make this pivot, to heal, to find your joy, your peace, your clarity again, come join us. This will not be offered again until September. So you can pick up a spot now. There's a link in the show notes to get on a call with me to make sure that you are a good fit or you can go to theboldlogic.com forward slash call. And we can get on a call and we will make sure that you are a good fit for this and get going. It does start next week. So this is airing May 31st. You can get in by the start of next week and join us for the first week of June. Hope to see you there.